0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Open for Business is powered by Bosboulet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary.
2: BFM 89.9, V business station. Good morning, I'm Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business. It's a show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. And today on Open for Business uh, I'm going to be speaking to a company that's involved in an industry that's uh, very much talked about in the last couple of years uh, and indeed it's been ramping up um, over the last few months. Um, the electric vehicle industry um, established back in 2016, EV Connection is a provider of sustainable energy infrastructure solutions in Malaysia, with a focus on electric vehicle charging infrastructure and solar photovoltaic systems, PV systems. Their vision is to revolutionize the transportation sector by being innovative with EV solutions. As the world is increasingly shifting towards sustainable and eco-friendly transport options, companies like EV Connection are leading the charge pun intended, in making electric Vehicles accessible and practical for everyday use. In the studio with me right now is Yuan Hao, the managing director of EV Connection. We're going to be looking into the journey of the company. Exploring their contributions to the EV landscape and the ecosystem, their technologies, where and how we can talk about those, and strategies for navigating the challenges and opportunities in this rapidly evolving EV market. And if you do have any thoughts or questions, get us via our U Mobile WhatsApp number on 018 789 8899. You can also get us on X, we are at BFM Radio. Welcome to the show, you and how? Good morning, Rich. Thanks for inviting me again to the show. Absolute pleasure. Uh, sadly, I didn't get to speak with you last time you were here. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I was down with COVID, unfortunately, But now I finally got you here in
0: the studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have you been? I've been great. I think uh, the new year has been treating me good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A fresh new year, fresh start. Yes. We can push again uh, for another f- uh, thousands of charger on the on the ground. Excellent. Yeah. Um, how has your new year started then? Uh, let's begin there. Uh, the new has started. I think uh, the most important is to uh, to have a, a discussion and also the overview with the team mm. to actually map out what are the things that we are planning to achieve this year. Yeah. Compare and to review back what are the things that happened last year. What are the things that can be improved? These are the things that I think we started doing. And now we are trying to uh, plan out and map out what are the, the the agendas and the plans that we want to move in twenty twenty four. Okay.
2: Let's rewind a little bit then okay. for,
0: for people who might not be familiar with the
2: E V connection. Mm. Um, established two thousand sixteen I yes. believe. Talk to me about the beginning of that, mm. uh, including that particular founding year. Mm. And
0: what was your, I guess, primary business focus back then? And has mm. it shifted over mm. the last couple of years? Mm. So I think uh, we started almost 10 years back uh, in 2016. Uh, during that time, I think if you talk about EV, uh, people are very skeptical about EV. They yeah. feel that EV wouldn't move. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, in Malaysia, the petrols are cheap. Things uh, people will still prefer petrol cars over EVs. Mm. So, during that time, I think we are struggling, but we have uh, those plug in hybrids that are coming out on the road. There are people who still need to charge, mm. and there are new, newcomers that are exposed to EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, that is during that time that we actually understand that the market has potential to grow we just need to take some baby steps to actually uh, uh, put up the infra. Because I think two things that are very important in terms of getting people to adopt to EV. One of it is the price has to be reasonable, reasonable, uh-huh. affordable. Yeah. Secondly is the range anxiety. You have to tackle it. Yeah. So people are worried, where do you charge your vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. So that these are the two things that I think over time, it will actually elevate the issues that, is, uh, is is, is, is uh, holding back the mm. users from buying EVs. Mm. I think that's
2: a discussion that we, we can touch on a little bit later on. Okay. Range anxiety seems to be less <coughs> of an issue now, yeah. I, I would argue, mm. uh, because obviously the, the car manufacturers have also been working on battery tech, so mm. we know they can go a little bit further. Mm. I'm hearing you know rumors of uh, one manufacturer able to, to create 1,000 kilometers yes. on one charge, Correct. I, I believe, Correct. Um, whereas I think back then when you were originally starting, yeah. I think 200 kilometers, 300 kilometers was, was a, a That's dream. That's a luxury. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah.
0: And So it, it was difficult to convince people that this Correct. may be the future, right? When we had our first car, it's actually a Zoe. Uh it's ah, about yes, yes. it's about 120 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. Hundred twenty kilometers of range we feel that it's good enough. I mean for, for a city drive. For a maybe. city drive it's good enough. Yeah. I think uh they they charge uh you can charge it uh, for about one hour to charge it to about ninety percent. Yeah. It can drive you about hundred and twenty kilometers, it's actually a good enough thing, but the price is still on the high side. Yeah. So that is uh, uh something that I think uh get us uh, exposed to the electric vehicle during mm. the early days. Mm. I think even with tax exemptions right now mm.
2: and, and uh, it's still a little bit on the pricey side yes. but you know you and I bo- both know that inevitably this is going to be the future you yep. know and, and there might be two different futures or two uh, simultaneous futures let's mm. argue mm. you know EVs on one side mm. and hybrids and then potentially hydrogen, hydrogen on the yeah. other side but again that's a, a different issue yes. okay Um What types of EVs and
0: services do do, uh, you guys offer? What kind of stuff? Okay. So when we first started, what we do is we supply and install charger. Mm. So there are customers who want to have a charging station at their household. So we work with the OEMs. They sell the cars. We handle the charger. So uh, we were one of the pioneers to actually do the installation and supply of uh, EV charger. But over the years, we have actually evolved ourselves to become a charge point operator. Right. So instead of just being a service provider now we are putting up infra we are owning the infra uh, in, along the highway to actually elevate the range anxiety like we mentioned earlier Mm-mm. so we are trying to put up chargers so that people have place to charge if they they will go out from uh, from the town or from the city mm. they don't feel that electric vehicle is just for city use mm. Was
2: this something that you had in mind when you started the company or was this something that kind of evolved with as the
0: company grew It kind of evolves so during that time when you talk about being a charge point operator you need a lot of capital yeah. we just started out i think uh, we only have about 4 to 5 staff currently we have about 130 staff so during that time to actually dream of being a charge point operator is a, is a, it's a dream right because uh, we couldn't think that we actually can become a charge point operator but over the years we make money from the uh, being a service provider yeah. instead of buying a, a, a luxury car we throw the money to build up infra. <laughs> so, in a way, it benefits me in the long run. So, yeah. I, uh, we, we recycle the profits that we generated from the company and throw it to, to improve the infrastructure in the country. Mm-hmm. Okay, so v- these are two arguably very different businesses. Yes. With two very
2: different business models. Correct. Um, let's first talk about mm. the business model of getting the charging stations into people's homes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm did you what kind of research went into that and um, what were there other companies already out there that you kind of went okay well they do something well mm. we can borrow a bit of that mm. they don't do something well mm. let's not do that
0: mm. how did it work how did you come up with your first business uh, okay. proposal so I was working with a German company okay. uh, a German French company they they do supply electric vehicle chargers so I have exposure on the uh, electric vehicle charger very early on when I was working for a company mm. so when I come out I feel that okay I think this is a area that I think I can venture in there are not many people doing it I believe the future is electrification Yeah. Uh, my ex-boss said that okay since you are coming out why not you take the distributorship for this brand of charger mm. you go market it and you mm. go promote it mm. so from then on we, we, we started from the uh, beginning of someone trusting you to give you the, the trust to actually become the sole distributor for that product mm-hmm. okay, okay. Mm. let's take a short break here Okay. we'll be back in just a moment of course Folks, you are
2: tuned in to Open for Business. I'm here in the studio with Ren Howe, the Managing Director of EV Connection. We're looking at the journey of the company, exploring their contributions to the EV landscape a little bit later on. Uh, We might touch on some of the uh, technology and what he's allowed to talk to me about anyway. Of course, this is Open for Business, the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. Keep it locked here on BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Beating Fickle Mindsets, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary.
2: BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Rich Bradbury. I'm speaking with Lee Hao, the Managing Director of EV Connection. We're looking at his journey and the journey of the company, of course, exploring some of the contributions to the EV landscape and a whole bunch of other stuff. This is the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. Just before the break, we briefly touched on Mm. uh, your business model, uh, your first business model. Correct. Now, you're in a position where you've profited yep. you know you're doing well yep um many people would have just sat there and enjoyed those profits. Right. You know, or they would have sold their business on yes. and bought a big house or yeah. like you say, bought yeah. a, a nice expensive electric vehicle yeah. and, and enjoyed it. Yep. But
0: you didn't do that. I didn't do that. Why? <laughs> uh, I think uh, to be in a business is about passion. Mm. So I, I feel that uh, since I'm actually benefiting and getting profits from it, I should try to improve the infrastructure. Mm. If I don't do it, no one will do it because the business case doesn't make sense for People to actually invest in infra. Mm. The cars are too few, it mm. uh, doesn't have any returns. So, who is going to start it first? Mm. Except someone who, who believes in it, walk the top. You throw the money where you believe in it. So Get in the game. Get in the game. Put up the infra. Uh, During that time, I think uh, we we try to get financing. Banks think that we are crazy. Of course. No one wants to uh, borrow us money. But we do have a bank that actually borrows us money to actually put up the infrastructure very early on. So the person drives an EV. So uh-huh. we know we know that this thing can work. Like knows like, correct, correct, right, right. right. So uh-huh. we started putting up the infrastructure, especially DC charger along the highway in 2020. Mm. That's when we first put up at least five DC charger for us to connect from uh, KL all the way to Penang and vice versa from KL to Johor Bahru. Mm. And how did that business model shift then? Obviously, because as I said earlier on, they're, they're two very different businesses. Yeah. So I think uh, when we first started building up and deploying the charger along the highway I think we did not really think of the business model Mm. what we were thinking is we should contribute back to the infrastructure Mm. so what is the best way to do it is actually to put up the infrastructure because we feel that if you put more charger people will buy more electric vehicle Mm. we will benefit from the supply and install of electric vehicle long term term. so we are trying to build the market rather than profiting from the infrastructure Mm -hmm. but along the way we start building and we realise that we are becoming a significant player in the infrastructure. Mm. People, OEMs are coming to us before they want to launch the car they are coming to us and say that uh, can I I work with you because you have the infrastructure Mm. for us to actually use your infrastructure either you sell me some credits or we can do some co-branding together Mm. that's when I realised eh That's another segment that I actually can do that I have not thought of. Mm. So we break into doing uh, uh, credits, uh, credit sales, co-branding with some of the OEMs that we work with. From then on, I think uh, it doesn't make money in the infrastructure, but it helps us to reduce our overhead. Which is never a bad thing, is it? Yes, it's never a bad thing because we were always thinking we're going to lose a lot of money. But after some time, we feel like it's not that bad. Because you still make from other place to actually mm. put in the uh, put in uh, the profits to actually build up the infrastructure. What's your market presence like? Uh, our market presence currently, I think, we have about thirty to forty percent of the market share.
2: Right. Yeah. With intention of gaining more, obviously.
0: Yeah. In terms of the OEM side, I think we work with most of the OEMs that brought in electric vehicle here. Yeah. We are also working with a lot of petrol station companies. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of our market presence, I think we are quite strong in Malaysia. Uh, mm. Obviously, I want to speak to you about plans to
2: expand outside of Malaysia. Uh, no, no. Don't answer that just yet. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> but what, I, what I, <laughs> I can see you're eager. But let, let's talk a little bit about mm. partnerships and collaborations. Mm. So, so you've just been speaking about the OEM partnerships yeah, and, and, and petrol stations yes. and one thing or another. Correct. I, I think those are things that people would expect, yeah. you know, uh, because... In the future, arguably, we won't be going to, quote-unquote, petrol stations. We'll be going to charging stations or whatever. Mm. Mm. And society will shift in in one way or another. Correct. What other partnerships and collaborations have you been involved with that you can talk about
0: that people might not know about? I think uh, we, we, we had a, very, a few very good, uh, strong partnerships that we had in the industry. One of them in particular is Gentari, a 100% owned uh, company of Petronas. Mm. They have been co-developing with us some of the uh, very significant EV charging sites. Mm-hmm. I think uh, without them to actually co-develop with us, I think the infrastructure wouldn't grow so fast. Then we also work with uh, some of our partners like Gentari and Charged to do roaming. Mm. I think one of the issues of uh, electric vehicle users is they need to download multiple apps with so many different service providers. Mm. Everyone was asking why can't we have a unified app to actually uh, use for the charger here? So we listened to what the user wants and what is the pain point of it. So we, we sat down together with Gentari and Charcivi, we say, hey, why not we do roaming together? Three of us, we combined, we have about 60 to 70 percent of the market share. Mm. With that, I think we try to elevate and give uh more convenience uh, usage for the user Mm -hmm. so that they do not need to have multiple apps to actually use our charging station. So, uh,
2: uh, uh, killing two birds, I'm guessing, (coughs) with one stone here. Mm. You can download an app, it can show you where the latest
0: charging station is, the nearest charging station is. And uh, Okay, okay. And you can use charger station that doesn't belong to us Uh in a single app. Because of the collaboration. Because of the collaboration.
2: How did those Mm -hmm. discussions work? Um, Because collaborations are not necessarily the easiest of things to kind of broker
0: I think uh, everyone has to understand that they are trying to make the industry better rather than competing I think at this stage it's not about competition it's about building that market Mm -mm. Our competition is actually with ICE, not really. (laughs) So that is the the mentality that we had when we sat down to have a discussion together Mm -hmm. to have this. And I think the government is also looking at things, how to make uh, the improvements in the infrastructure and the users' convenience. So these are the things that we take very seriously. And I think our partners and our collaborators are also thinking the same. You must feel a sense of justification Mm. right because
2: you look at eight seven eight years ago Mm. uh, almost ten years ago when you Mm. had this spark of an interest you know and you have to find people who are like minded including your banker you know to to give you money do you feel a sense of justification now that you've got you know a a national company getting involved to
0: say okay we understand and we know that we have to change as well Mm. right Mm. do you feel that uh, I think uh, Yes I mean I, I feel I am I feel glad in a way I don't have to work As hard as I need to work Yeah and you're not On your own anymore. I'm not on my own I think we have a lot Of like-minded person yeah. I think uh, the industry And also the people starts understanding that EV is something That you will need to have yeah. No matter what So that is something That makes me smile Every time when, uh, when we look back What happened Seven years back When you try to get People to collaborate With you It's always No, no, no But you have to Keep moving yeah. So at least now Okay. Things are looking rosier. And now it's completely switched on his head. They're eh, knocking
2: on your doors eh, rather yes, than the other yes, way around. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's take a short break here. Okay. Uh, folks, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm in the studio, of course, uh, with Yuan Hao, the Managing Director of EV Connection. We're looking at the journey of their company. We're exploring some of the contributions to the EV landscape. Uh, after the break, we'll look at some of the, the tech and the innovation behind uh, what it is that they're doing, of course. You are tuned in to Open for Business, the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. We'll be right back after these messages on BFM 89.9.
1: Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Birkins for Mama. BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, the business
2: station. Welcome back to Open for Business, the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I'm Rich Bradbury. With me is Lee Yuan Hao, the managing director of EV Connection. let's talk a little bit about tech and innovation Mm. then. We started off the conversation or part of the conversation about range anxiety. Yes. And as we've seen uh, over the past few years, Mm. uh, range anxiety has somewhat declined Mm. because battery technology and innovation has improved. Correct. uh, Arguably. Mm. Um, What, tech and unique solutions do you guys offer mm. uh, with your products and services that might differ from some of the other players out there mm. uh, and I understand that there's
0: IP and, and you know that you can and cannot talk about so share with me what you can. Okay so I think uh, a few things that we did I think uh, some you know with uh, innovation product that we actually came out one of it that we actually launched it with our partner Gentari mm. it's what we call a mobile modular EV charger. Imagine because our EV charger or DC charger requires a lot of power. Yeah. To actually get that enough power to actually put up the DC charger, you need to apply from the utility company. You need to get approvals from the uh, uh, highway authority, mm-hmm. the local authority, and etc. That process might take you long, maybe about one year, maybe some, uh, maybe even uh, longer. And by that point, you may have lost interest in buying an EV because you can't charge it at home. Correct. Yeah. So if we want to deploy our charging station public charging station fast to actually get the range anxiety off the minds of the user what we need to do is instead of applying for a substation we're just going to put a very big power bank about 300 kilowatt hour that can power your house 15 days without the need of electricity we put it there that charger, that power bank can actually support the charger without for us to apply for a very big power capacity. Mm-hmm. You just need a very small power to trickle charge the battery. Yeah. In the meantime, when no one is charging it, the battery can actually be recharged by the small power that is connected to the utility. Right. If someone is using it, the battery can actually support the fast charging that we need to give a very big boost for the cars to charge before they leave to the next destination. So these are some of the innovation that we actually did mm-hmm. with our partners to actually roll out as fast as we can, the especially along the highway. Mm. Now, there are international players mm. who do
2: a very similar thing yes. and who have recently entered into Malaysia okay, officially.
0: right? Mm. You, you know what I'm talking about, yes. right? Yeah, right? Correct. Does that competition concern you? Actually, I'm not very. Uh, I I I'm not very concerned about competition. Our competition has always been with ice. So. We need more charges, and we welcome people to actually come in to invest infrastructure. Brilliant! And they have their own customer. We have our own customer. Yes. So I always feel that we can complement each other instead Uh of competing with each other. That's my philosophy today. And I I agree with that. Let's talk about your
2: customer base then. Who are your customer base in general, uh, and who is your
0: ideal target market? I think our customer base are the petrol station companies. Uh, the charge point operators. We also work uh, very much with the OEMs, uh, the the ones that actually sell cars because to them, they sell cars, they they want someone to can help them in the infrastructure side. Mm. So these are the people that actually we work very closely with. Mm. And not forgetting, we are also very much involved in the new projects. Like if you are building up a condominium or office tower, you want to have... EV charger as part of your EV facility like a swimming pool, mm. it's becoming a norm where uh, people request to have a charger at their their own parking bay, I, if they're yeah. staying at a high rise. Yeah, I mean, before
2: you, you may find one charging bay or yes. two if you're lucky, Correct. you know, and, and now a lot of the newer developments, of mm. course, are having multiple, yep. you know, and
0: um, mm. Do you get a lot more of those kind of uh, inquiries in now? Yes, I think uh, the government, especially Plan Malaysia, has imposed that new projects were required to have 2% of their total uh, total parking base to have EV charger. A minimum of 2%. Minimum of 2%. uh, Anything more, you can actually do it. So, government realised that uh, to actually increase the adoption, people who stay in high-rise are not going to buy electric vehicle mm. if they cannot charge their car at home. Of course. yeah. So it's, they're incentivizing it on, bo- on both ends of the Correct. spectrum. So our market actually expanded with yeah. that kind of uh, guidelines and also requirement from the government side. <laughs> A good problem to have. A good problem to have. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, when it comes to the discussion of, of electric vehicles, mm. um, the... We, we can't talk about them with, without the topic of sustainability being, yep. being in there. Yep. And depending on who you talk to and, mm. and how you approach this conversation, mm. there will be people who sit on one side of the fence saying, you know, they are a long-term solution, mm. but to get the battery tech, yep. we have to mine, we have to do this, yep. blah, blah, blah. It's mm. not necessarily as sustainable as perhaps that we, we think it is. Correct. What's your
0: kind of rebuttal to that discussion? Okay, if you talk about electric vehicle and ICE, electric vehicle runs on electric motors Mm. or what, they can be very efficient, 90 plus percent of efficiency. Mm. Compared to ICE, which we have maybe about 30 to 40 percent of efficiency, Mm. there are a lot of losses that goes into heat and etc. So that is one of the things that I think we will need. Then a lot of people will be saying that, oh, if you are taking power from the grid, the grid is dirty because it's mainly from the coal. Instead of uh, polluting it at your car, you are polluting it at the power plant side on the generation mm. side. Mm. So what I will tell them that yes, I know that uh, the grid is not as clean as it is but if you want to make sure that your the energy generated is clean and you can install solar, there's an option for you and the utility companies also has an agenda of net zero. They are also trying to clean up the grid as much as they can so eventually the grid will be cleaner and mm. uh, but ice is always you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pump it from a petrol and the mm. efficiency is always uh it's always stuck at a certain mm. percentage. Mm. So these are the things that I think we always also rebut in terms of whoever who says that the EVs are not clean. Then some talks about the mining yeah. and the batteries. What yeah. you're gonna do with the batteries, batteries are expensive. You see, the batteries can actually be used or you can actually repurpose the batteries. Batteries that are not suitable for you to use as an electric vehicle, you can actually use bring it out, use it as a we had a project with an OEM where we actually re- repurposed the batteries to become a battery bank to rescue cars. Mm. So these are the things that can actually be done. So they can be upcycled. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So there are a lot of other opportunities and a lot of other uh, 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 functions that can actually be utilised. Mm using the batteries that are been retired. There you go, boom, right?
2: Mm. Okay. Uh, last break before okay. we, we move on. Mm. Now, uh, folks, of course, I'm here in the studio with Yuan Hao. Uh, he is the Managing Director of EV Connection. We're looking at the journey of the company, exploring the contributions to the EV landscape, tech strategies, and a whole bunch of other stuff here on Open for Business. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Burden-free Malaysia. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, V Business Station.
2: Welcome back to Open for Business. It's the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I am Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Yuan Hao, the managing director of EV Connection. Okay, um, we've spoken about your innovation. Yep. We've spoken about uh, how you started and why yeah. you started. Yeah. Let's look a little bit about... Um, what you think Mm. uh, and I guess what your partners think Mm. sets you apart from some of the competitors out there
0: tell me about that Uh, I think uh, one of the main thing that I think we we very emphasize is uh, we are just not a trading company where we buy charger and we sell charger and install we have our own R&D team to actually look into things of the future like the, the one that we mentioned earlier the batteries the etc so i think we have engineers joining us because they are keen to make a difference to the electric mobility market so i think we are evolving more like a, uh, like uh from a hobby company to something uh, where we feel very passionate about especially the clean energy agenda that we have
2: you're no longer just a scrappy startup
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we started as a hobby. So when we first started, we don't draw salary. We enjoy doing what we do. (laughs) But eventually it becomes a business. That is, uh, we have to also have the same uh, mentality and mindset like we had earlier when we started. Even Mm. though now we have to look at the bottom line. Mm. But we still very much involved in the uh, R&D, especially the R&D and also the new innovation that will be coming out because we just don't want to be a trading company it has to be something tangible where we can actually export our innovation not only to Malaysia or to other countries ah, you see that's what I was going to get at a little <laughs> bit later on but you, you beat me to it
2: okay. uh, th- that's going to be my final question all right. um, okay l- let's look at some of the, 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 the challenges and opportunities mm. that you face right? J- just before we wrap up and, and talk about future plans and okay. potential expansion sure. um, I jumped the gun you did jump the gun but that's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, you uh, the the first problem you said you encountered was convincing people that this is going to be a thing, you Correct. know. And then securing financing for yes. So that's that's hurdle number 1. Yep. And you found a way around that. You know, uh, sometimes yeah. often more from luck rather than judgment is yeah. is often how I found a lot of entrepreneurs solve their problems. Yeah. Not suggesting that you did yeah. that, but you managed to find a bank manager <laughs> <Correct>. that <laughs> drove <laughs> a vehicle, right? Yeah. Luck rather than judgment. Yeah. What other kind of uh, obstacles have you faced as you've been going along? You know, serious ones that you've thought, is this the right thing for us to be doing at this point? And and has potentially made you not necessarily
0: rethink, Mm. but pause. I think uh, the other thing is cash flow. Because when you are doing this, uh, if the market doesn't improve, you still need to pay, keep paying salaries. So, so that is some, some of the times it keeps us awake during the night where we, we think, well, do we have enough money to pay for salary the next month? Yeah. Then when we were uh, dealing with uh, GLCs or we deal with big corporation. As a startup, when you knock to the adult, that's another hurdle that we need to face. Mm. They will be thinking, why should I work with you? Who is this person? Yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. I mean, you can go bus maybe two, three months time. Do you have that stamina and capacity to last a distance? Mm. So these are the things that you need to address. Mm. And you need to have a lot of people that can trust you, mm. that you don't screw up. Mm. You deliver what you promise. Mm. So I think over time, you gain that kind of respect. You gain that kind of uh, trust from the uh, from this these big corporate, uh, corporation and they feel that they can de- you can deliver the, mm. the, the things that you promise. Right. So you have to maintain that reputation. So to me, reputation is very important. Mm. Regardless of what, even though we lose money, you have to make sure that you protect your reputation. Mm. Okay. Now we're finally at the stage of the show uh, and,
2: and you've kind of given it away <laughs> at two or three times throughout <laughs> the show. Uh, when we talk about um, future plans okay. you know, uh, and expansion, um, Obviously, you know, highways do not end at, yep. at the end of Malaysia. <laughs> they go into, you know, uh, bordering countries. Yeah. We, we go into Thailand. Yes. We go
0: into Singapore. Yes. We go into other places. Correct. Where are you going next? So we have an office in Singapore. Uh, we are expanding it into Indonesia and also to Thailand. I think these are the markets that I think is, uh, is going to be very exciting. Yeah. Thailand, we are a bit late. Coming in now, they are a bit ahead of us, so I think we, we we're still going to go in there. Uh, Indonesia is starting up quite interesting uh, the government is also pushing policies to actually support the e v yeah so I think uh we are trying to make sure that we we at least we we, we, we are uh, we can expand also and can, can become a significant player in those countries mm.
2: yeah. of of those countries that you've mm. named so far mm. which um
0: excites you the most? I think Indonesia excites me the most if you ask me. I think Indonesia has the uh, population. Mm. They have the... uh, Do they have the spending power? They don't have now but I think the EVs are coming in cheaper and cheaper. Mm. I think they want to address the pollution that is actually in Indonesia. I think eventually the government is also going to push for it. So They're also quite clever of, of holding on to their resources as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. And they are—they have a very big uh, big reserves of nickel Yeah. Uh, that are part of the battery ecosystem. Who they don't necessarily want to sell outside. Correct, correct. Technology. So yeah. they want you to actually see what are the things that you can develop. Yeah. So there are things that we can do there instead of just uh, on the EV charging side, there are batteries and other stuff that we are, we are looking at. Mm. So uh, we feel that our journey doesn't end on the EV charging alone. Uh-huh. It has to be an ecosystem where clean energy comes in the battery storage comes in then only you can have the whole ecosystem as uh, as what you mentioned clean uh, green and sustainable Yuen Hao, it's been a pleasure speaking with you
2: today. Mm. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, folks, I, I've been in the studio with Yuen Hao, uh, Lee Yuen Hao, the Managing Director of EV Connection. We've been looking at the journey of the company. We've been exploring the, their contributions to the EV landscape, their technologies, their strategies for navigating the challenges and opportunities in the rapidly evolving EV market. Of course, we've been speaking a little bit about expansion there. Uh, and Yuen Hao kind of injecting this all the way throughout the show, <laughs> making it non- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Very clear that they will be expanding and are expanding. No more secrets. No more secrets. Now, um, of course, you've been listening to Open for Business, the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. If you missed any part of this conversation, you can catch the podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app. You can also find our shows on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other podcast players. Just search for Resource Center. I'm Rich Bradbury. This has been Open for Business. Up next is Resource Center. Keep it here on BFM. BFM 89.9, The Business
1: Station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary.
0: You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.